This is the Puppy Training Podcast, episode number 81, Training Mode versus Everyday Life. This podcast is designed to help you on your journey of becoming best friends through love and learning as you train your own dog from home. And I'm here to help you every step of the way. This is the Puppy Training Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Jensen. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening. Your dogs are truly very lucky to have such great, caring owners who want to learn and become better. It is really fun to be a part of a training community with you where we can support each other and learn from one another. This past week, I spoke with a lady named Katie about her dog, Isla, and she had a concern that her dog only listens when it is training time and wanted to know how to carry that over into everyday life. And I've been asked this quite a few times. So for the podcast today, let's talk about it. I think there are many handlers and owners out there who have this very same question. And I know I can relate to this feeling as well. So thank you, Katie, for bringing it up. Now, there are three main areas I want to address today on this topic. First, why training mode? Like, why is there something that we call training mode? Where did that come from? What is it and how does that develop? Secondly, what do you want your dog to do and how do we gear our minds to think that way? Like, what are the goals for your dog? That will vary from household to household. And finally, how can you use what you've taught your dog to make everyday life easier for both of you? How do we use that and incorporate the training to make it part of everyday life? So let's start with why training mode. Like, Why does it exist? <laughs> what is it and how does it develop? When we first get our puppy, we set a daily routine. We establish a schedule so our dog knows what to expect and it helps them relax into their new life. There are so many stresses that first week where the dog is new to the home, they're new to you, they're new to everyone else in your household, all the different smells. So there's quite high stress levels that first uh, week home, and it just helps to settle everybody into a routine and a schedule. And this often includes several dedicated training sessions daily where we teach our dog new skills. Recognize they don't know English, and it takes time to teach them, one, how to do the behavior, and then two, to name it or put it on cue, as we say. So we practice, and it's recommended that we practice these new skills several times a day, as the repetitions are needed for learning to take place. So we do this day after day, we follow the routine, we're practicing things like sit, down, stay, come as part of these set aside training sessions. Now to prepare for these sessions, we put our food pouches on or our fanny packs, I promise you all they're back in style, load them up with rewards that our dogs love and have a few fun toys on hand as well, just in case. We are ready for training time, right? We know it, our dogs know it, we're ready to go. What I just described is really, truly awesome. It is, it is needed and important. We must set aside time to focus on new behaviors and help our dog learn what we are asking of them. It's only fair to them. Doing this day after day turns into what many of us refer to as training mode. Our dogs know when it is time to train. They know we have rewards and toys on hand. They're excited to learn, hopefully, at least that's my goal with my dogs, and I don't think there's anything better than a dog who is happy to work with you. Their tail is wagging, their tongue is out, they're just happy dogs. It's such a fun experience to train a dog who's happy to work with you. So we go through these things, and they know already, and they spend time you know, working on these things, and we're teaching them new things. This is training mode. We know it, they know it. Now the problem comes when that session ends. 
we trained. Now it is time to go about life as we all have things we need to do to keep our households running and our businesses successful, our families functioning, etc. And our brains tend to turn off to training mode and on to other things, which is natural, right? We have things that we need to get done. Today, I hope you come away with a few ideas of how to stay in training mode or to keep that mode on so that it meshes into everyday life and becomes a new way of thinking when it comes to living with our dogs. It helps that our dogs need downtime and we help them by putting them in their space, whatever that looks like. I call it their bedroom, whether that is a crate or a pen or another room in our home for parts of the day. Now that is really important time for them where they can be alone, they learn how to be alone and how to entertain themselves because it's not your job to entertain your dog all day and we'll touch on that a little bit, but it does give them a time to take a nap, take a break, and you get a time to take a nap or take a break. So I'm not saying in this podcast today that you have to be on and training all day long. There are those times of day when absolutely I want your dog to be entertaining themselves or taking quiet time or a nap. Um, but there are times that, yeah, we need to be more often in what we call training mode so that that then carries over into everyday life. Let me explain. So when our dogs are done with downtime and they're out of their space and with us, we really need to be thinking as we do in training mode. We want our dogs to think every interaction with us is training time. How do we do this? How do we get our dogs to show good manners on their own? How do we get them to choose to listen outside of the dedicated training sessions? To start off, I think it's vital that you think in terms of what do you want your dog to do? What goals do you have for your dog? These are very individualistic and vary from household to household. Do you want your dog on the furniture? Do you not want your dog on the furniture? What do you want your dog to do when guests arrive? What does dinner time look like? What is your dog doing while you eat? All of these things are good to think about. If you don't know what you want it to look like, guess what? Neither does your dog. And they will do what dogs do in the given situation. Dogs do what works for them and they try to get things they want as fast as they can. This is where meshing training mode and everyday life is super helpful. Let's take guests arriving as an example. If I am not in training mode, it may go something like this. See if you can relate. I know I can. The doorbell rings. Kids and dogs rush to the door, all excited. There may be running, screaming, hey, I got it, and barking from the dog. The door opens, the dog is super excited and jumps on the guest to say hello. While some may enjoy this, many do not. But because it isn't training time and we are not in quote training mode, our dog is left to do what they want to do naturally and that is say hello with a big friendly to them jump. Now take a step back and let's go at that same scenario again, but this time we have meshed training mode with everyday life. This is an opportunity to use skills my dog has been practicing. Now here's a side note, recognize your dog does need some basic skills to handle this level of a situation so that those training sessions need to happen and they are important. We are going to assume in this case that you have already done that pre-work, that you've worked on a downstay or you've worked on a go-to-bed behavior and have practiced it to the point that we are now ready for a guest to enter the scene. I could spend an entire podcast discussing how to get to this point, but for now, let's just say you've worked on teaching your dog some basic skills. It's time to mesh training mode with everyday life. Now, really, it is a matter of thinking. In my brain, I am in training mode. So I first set my dog up for success. I have them on leash. 
I have rewards in my pocket or a toy handy. These must be done before the door opens. I've instructed my family members what to do when the doorbell rings. They know how to get the dog to do good behavior or they know exactly what the plan is, I should say. So we have a plan in mind. We need to cue our dog to go to bed and someone must be near them to reward them for the good behavior. With our dog on their bed and a leash attached, we are ready to open the door. The guest walks in, we pay our dog for staying in their place, which makes it worth it to the dog. If the guest would like to say hello and our dog would as well, it's both that they're it's important that they are both wanting to do so. Then we can say, okay, and help our dog interact nicely with the guest by encouraging the dog to sit or show the guest some tricks to keep our dog's mind off of jumping and on a task. I find after the first few initial minutes, most dogs calm down as the excitement levels come down as well. Now we have taken something we taught our dog in a training session and we have incorporated it into everyday living. It's not going to go perfectly. It might look kind of messy. It might be a lot of pain, a lot of rewarding initially when that guest comes in. It might involve me body blocking a little bit where I step in between my guest and my puppy to help that puppy stay calm. It might involve distance, right? There's a lot of things we talk about in the training part of it or on the training side of it to help you be successful with that and to help your dog be successful at achieving that. But it is important that we then take what we taught our dog and we practice in an everyday situation, in a real life setting. Yes, this takes work and it takes thought, also planning and effort. But doing so is how we mesh the world of training mode with everyday life. We start super simple. We don't want to jump from level one to level 10 right away or our dogs will struggle. Now meeting a guest at the door might be level 10 for your dog. So we do lots of pre-work with that where I go outside and come in or my family members go outside and come in or we have one of my children's friends come over and we practice, but we set it up as a practice session versus, oh, every day real life is happening. Somebody random is um, ringing the doorbell and now it's game on, right? So be careful about that and do watch the levels. If your dog's not quite ready for that, we can help them. So Again, we don't want to jump from level one to level 10 right away. Instead, we want to practice simple things, simple tasks. Take the downstay, for example, that you taught your puppy to do. Let's practice that while we brush our teeth. Or maybe you've taught your dog to do a simple sit stay in a training session. Now let's incorporate that into everyday life. Let's ask for a sit stay while we tie our shoes. Um, maybe we ask our dog for go to bed while we eat a breakfast meal. Breakfast, I find, at my house at least, is a much shorter time than a dinner. So we start with breakfast, and when my puppy can handle going to his bed for breakfast, then maybe we try a lunch. When they can handle lunch, maybe we try a shorter dinner, and so forth. So we start with simple, short moments, and as our dogs mature and they get better at the behaviors that we teach them, we start to increase the distractions and the duration and the distance and overall the difficulty level of these everyday situations. My final thought for today is to focus on things that will make life easier for you and your dog. In our online puppy school, we have over 75 lessons and things that you can teach your dog. Do you need to do all of them? No, do what works for you and your household. Before teaching your dog to do something, in fact, I like to think, will I ever use this? Is this important to my everyday life? Is teaching my dog this necessary? This is a way that you can simplify your training experience and focus on what really matters 
to you and enjoying living life with your dog. Once you've identified those things, you have a fairly clear path and steps that you can work on. You know what you want to teach your dog. You know how to practice it starting at level one and working your way up to what we call approved behavior. And then you can have harmony in your home. Also, it is always okay to manage situations and prevent unwanted behavior in this process. Use a leash. You can use a crate or a pen for times when you truly can't mesh the training mode and life together. Totally fine, especially with new puppies who are just learning and have a very small skill set. As they gain skills, we start to practice them as described earlier. Now, training a dog is a process. It takes time, patience, and consistency. Doing the little things on a daily basis makes a big difference. And you see as the months progress, training mode does in fact mesh into everyday living as long as you are consciously thinking about making that happen. It's a beautiful thing. But you have to think about it and you have to find those times to practice what your dog has learned in situations where you actually want to use them. If we just teach our dog to sit, but then never use sit for times when it would help, why did we teach it in the first place? Think of everything your dog cannot be doing if they are sitting or lying down. They can't lick the dishes in the dishwasher. They aren't barking out the window. They can't be digging in the yard or jumping on guests. Using the skills we teach our dogs is important. Give them a job to do at times like these. Now, absolutely, there will be downtime. Our dogs need daily rest. We started off by talking about that. I'm not saying again that it is your job to entertain your dog all day long. Instead, they learn to entertain themselves. But for moments when you feel they might do something unwanted, absolutely use this training that you've worked so hard on and that you've taught them to help them focus on appropriate behavior. Thanks for tuning in today. Hopefully that all made sense. I love talking about dog training and my team of trainers are happy to help you however we can. Sit down this week and talk about what goals you have for your dog and then make a plan to do it. And we are here to help if you need us. I'll talk to you next week. If you have a question about anything you heard on this podcast or any other puppy training question, visit my site baxterandbella.com to contact me. 